arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. <laughs> Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Ross. 350 pounds here. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth. My ass. 30 men will enter. My ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What? Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is Wednesday night, September 23rd. If you uh, if you listen to our review for G1 Climax, uh, or Climax, Night 3, Jesus, I can't speak. Uh, you you know this is my second podcast of the day. Um, I'm pretty tired, but uh, we, are, we are here for Dynamite, as always, on Wednesday. Uh, I'm Pat. And I'm Joey. It's another and two that's man. it. It's yeah, it's another. It's us again. Another back two man weeks, show, baby. Joey, what are you? Yeah. Uh, what are you dubbing our show now? Uh, um, J- uh, Pat and Joey's Explosive Power Hour. Yeah. So. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Light the fuse, dynamite. It's me and Joey now. Uh, so it's just yeah. us two again. Um, I mean, me and Ryan had a really good podcast this morning at like, uh, what time did was that? I don't even know. Was it like seven something? Uh, right after G1 yeah. ended. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I think there's a positive to these two man shows, you know, that's what I'm saying. The everybody, two man, the, the two man groups really just really click. Yeah. It's, it's easy. You don't have everybody trying to talk over each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also, I feel like you can have a better discussion. Uh, yeah. You can literally just bounce off thoughts and opinions just with each other and not with five, four different people. Exactly. And you don't struggle mm-hmm. to keep like a review of dynamite under an hour when there's four people talking um, yeah. or when there's two people talking, uh, you don't yeah. have that struggle. Whereas like when we used to do dynamite with all four of us, Agreed. Uh, it Agreed. would be, it'd be a bit hard, especially since we like kind of talk in order and sometimes we share the same talking points. Yeah. So like, right, exactly. yeah. So it's like really easier to get like your talking point out. Uh, you're not wrong. Um, oh. as far as wrestling news, there's not really much to talk about. Um, uh, just that terrible, vignette of uh oh i didn't actually watch it i just sent it in the group. oh my god come <laughs> um, on you're you're a billion dollar company and that's the production you go with i, I don't i don't those, understand for those wondering what he's referring to there was a vignette that played on nxt tonight <laughs> uh as, as somebody who hasn't watched it can you describe to me what it is all right so basically it's like in the back where like they keep like the trucks and everything and you know they're they should, they're showing the tap out logo, you know, free ad, or those that free advertisement, I guess. Um, plug in their sponsors, uh, and it's like a really, it's like a green, like, like a green light, like a very like green light that's super bright, and there's like a box of like something, and there's like a voice talking. Don't know what they're really saying. And then, like, they have, like, an object, an object that looks like a staff or something, and they throws it at this glass, like, box thing. And the entire time, like, the screen is, like, all trippy, and it, it's, it's awful. It's awful. I just don't get it, and I don't know who this could be, to be honest. Uh... Yeah, um, I've seen just spec- really watch it. You really got to go watch it, Pat. And yeah. whoever's listening, watch it. Um, I, I saw that you saw that I saw that you said that people think it's Bo Dallas. Um, I don't know how to, how, like, why did the, how'd they get Bo Dallas out of this? I, I don't know. Again, I haven't <laughs> seen it, so I do not know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's all we have on the wrestling front. Outside of the wrestling front, uh, we did make our thoughts known on the the George Floyd incident earlier this year. Uh, it was a tragedy, and now we have the uh, the ruling in the Breonna Taylor murder. And uh, yeah. 
none of the cops were charged with murder. Only one of them was even charged with anything, and it was wanton endangerment, and it was for the three bullets that did not uh, hit Breonna Taylor. Uh, wanton endangerment of her neighbors. Yeah, I'm going to be real. I've never, ever heard of wanton endangerment, ever. Yeah. Like I, I mean, like, me and Joey aren't students of the law, of right? No, no, no. Obviously, he would like, have more of a... It, just, like, looking at, like, like incidents and, like, you know, just looking at, like, uh, charges of, like, crimes and stuff. I've never seen that pop up. Uh, uh, so yeah. I feel like maybe it's a... I don't know if it's a rare, like, charge or, like, kind of... Like, Kind of like tossed it out of their back pocket to, you know, protect the, the cop. But yeah, it's pretty shit. I'm going to be real. It's pretty shit. Uh, so the max sentencing he's facing is up to five years. No, he's not. He's not going to serve that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's not even going to serve anything. He's on a, what was it, $15,000 yep. bond. So he's definitely going to be, he's not, yeah, he's, he's getting bailed out. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Yeah. Um, and so as expected, there is, uh, lots of protests breaking out across the country again, Mm -hmm. uh, very similar to, uh, what we saw, um, again, earlier this year after the George Floyd incident, um, not even, not incident murder. Um, uh, New York has, I don't know if anybody, if you, I don't know if you've seen Joey, but the, uh, the videos of New York tonight of just how many people are out. Um, Uh, yes, I saw that they're surrounding the Barclays Center. Yeah, Barclays Center. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Louisville, as expected, is turning into want to cause panic, but basically a war zone at this point. The police and protesters are already clashing. I believe uh, two police officers have already been shot, um, and I'm expecting that to go back towards the protesters. I'm probably expecting protesters to start getting shot at, at some point. Yeah, um, by uh, you know heroes, by people that like I don't know like. Unemployed mercenaries, I guess what they're called. Um, yeah, they're yeah, just there dudes are, wearing military are, gear. There's and... armed citizen militias uh, yeah. in Louisville, just marching around the city. Yeah, um, all carrying pro-Trump gear, as expected. So yeah, and defending their city, but that's not that's not their job to do. Yeah. So if you're uh, if you are going out for protesting or anything, be safe. Obviously, yeah, definitely uh, be careful. After after the incident in Wisconsin with a. Uh, that shooting, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be extra safe now. Absolutely. Um, but obviously, if you are going to protest, that is 100% probably the right thing to do uh, because, you know, this is a kind of a bullshit ruling. Uh, yeah. Listen, see, I know people knock, you know, looting and violence and destruction and rioting, but like at certain points, like if you look down like history, like, everything that's been passed like civil rights laws and all that stuff it all came from riots and and violence like sometimes violence is the answer you know what i mean like sometimes just you really need to make an impact and you really need to show like lawmakers and the government and officials and everything that you want change and if that's what they have to do to get that change then they, that's what they have to do uh yeah, so we'll see how this all plays out. Obviously, the election's coming up in November, so if you are in the U.S., be sure to vote. If you are of age, and if you're not res- uh, registered to vote, obviously, you know that's important. I don't know if yeah. the deadline passed. I feel like it probably is coming up. Yeah, close. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's definitely the most important time yeah, ever, maybe absolutely. in the history, to vote. Yeah, you can either sit by, not vote, or and uh, or possibly vote for a white supremacist uh, leader who's basically the, you know, uh, personification of evil. Uh, or you can vote for Joe Biden, who's not great, but is significantly better than Donald Trump. Yeah. So yeah. not telling you who to vote for, but yeah, just it's saying just, if you are voting for Donald Trump, you might want to reassess your life because it sucks that we're in this position as a country that we have to choose. Yeah. Um, um, but 100 yeah. percent Biden is the lesser of two evils. Well, yeah, um, if you're going to go with that, absolutely. Yeah. And if you get Biden in and you get, like, the rest of the Democrats in, in uh, the Senate and Congress, then at least you have the, the room for change down the line. Yeah. Um, uh, I versus, feel like they're a lot more progressive. and Yeah. So. Whatnot, so. Anyways, that is, uh, it would be kind of hard to do a podcast without, you know, mentioning that that is happening in the world. So. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, this know? is this is about wrestling, but we are also humans, and we also share opinions about that stuff. So yeah, um, I just want to you know I'm, I feel really sorry for Brianna Taylor's family. That this must be a really really bad day for them, and um, I think it's I probably a bad can... day for most black people as well, or people yeah, of color yeah, and minorities to um, see that you know. I you can, can you just, can just be you can you can have your house broken into by police. You can be murdered by police, and that you don't you don't get anything. You don't get your life back. Yeah, so. I agree. Um, I hope they find peace uh, sometime. You know. Yeah, as hard as that might be. Um, anyway, uh, we'll we'll just get right into wrestling. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, we got our G one coverage continuing on, so. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're watching the G1 Climax. Me and Ryan will be back tomorrow morning with uh, another review for Night 4. Yeah, Night 4 is what we're at. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll have that. It is, what is it? It is uh, E-Block action. So, uh, yeah, be sure to tune in for that. We got uh, We got some big matches, such as the biggest match of all time, Roshi Tanahashi and Toriyano. Um, but we'll have a, a review for that <laughs> and obviously reviews for the rest of the tournament. So if you're into new Japan, subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, tune in and anchor. Uh, so plenty of options. Be sure to also follow us over on Twitter and Facebook. Those uh, our social media links are down in the episode description. Um, all right. AEW dynamite. Let, uh, let's talk. Uh, we were supposed to have a big, well, can we actually, uh, can I just, Go over uh, uh, late night dynamite. Oh, yeah, I, actually, I, was, I completely forgot. I was going to ask you about this. So last night there was late night dynamite after the uh, NBA playoffs. There was three matches. It was an hour. Aired at like twelve thirty Eastern time. Uh, I did not watch, but Joey did. So Joey, yeah, it aired at a very. It was like twelve thirty eight. So like the game ended at like eleven thirty, but for some reason they had to have like. Uh, the, inside like, the NBA, the, yeah, inside the NBA for so long. <laughs> they had an hour long episode. So it felt like it, uh, but it, it was good. I watched it. You know, they're they're always great. You know? Oh yeah, they t- and they also touch on like you know social like. Uh, yeah, I would assume that tomorrow's episode uh, after the playoffs, they'll probably be talking about this whole situation yeah. in Louisville. Yeah. So yes, I stayed up uh, for three matches. Um, and so did five hundred plus thousand other people. Five hundred eighty-five. Yeah, which is pretty, you know, pretty impressive, especially since maybe like, what was it, like a week ago where NXT slotted like, what, 680K maybe? And yeah. And that was on their regular time, like regular time slot. So that's pretty impressive. And for three matches. For three matches, um, none of which featured main event talent. And, yeah, no, none. It, uh, and, and again, it was literally. on at 1230 in the morning. I think, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, the, the show started off with, uh, Ben Carter and Scorpio Sky. Um, and they really tore it down. Honestly, I really like this Ben Carter kid. Um, I don't know if he's a kid, but I don't know. I really don't know how old he is to be honest. Well, it's worth but, noting that he also, he also had his match with, uh, Lee Johnson, same time, yes. not same time earlier in the day. Cause they had dark yes. on Tuesday as well. Also toured it I, down. We both did watch that. That was a fantastic match. If you it haven't seen really it, it was it's free on YouTube. So. Go check it um, out. Yeah, they really they really tore it down. Um, but Scorpio Sky, you know, picked up the win with the TKO. Um, and then after the match, he, you know, it was a nice little moment. He like got him up, picked him up, Ben Carter up, and raised his hand. They shared a hug. So you know, he has a lot of showed a lot of respect for him there, which is really you know really good to really good to have that spotlight, especially if you're like just starting out on like a major like promotion, you know. Um, so that was that, and then we had, uh, Anna Jay versus, uh, Brandy. Brandy Rhodes, yep, um, and this match had no business being as good as it was. Oh, a good Brandy be... Rhodes singles match? Yes, I am going to be real right now, um, I know a lot of how a lot of people feel about Brandy Rhodes, she is not the best wrestler in the ring, by far, um, but her and Anna Jay really... Really had a solid match, honestly, and it went longer than I expected. Um, I don't know the timestamp, but it felt longer than just like a five minute, six minute match. That's good. Um, yeah, and she, you know, she looked, she looked good. Brandy looked good. Um, she didn't look as green as she usually does. 
Um, and then Anna J, but, but the right person won. Anna J picked up the win with the Queen Slayers, which she's calling it, which is just the bare naked choke that she uh, she made her pass out okay. to. Um, and then we had our main event, which was uh, Matt Seidel and Sean Spears. Um, yeah, honestly, this match should be all that like you need to know that this five hundred eighty five thousand number is impressive. The main event is goddamn Sean Spears, who's right. basically an AW dark wrestler versus Matt Seidel, who is not even with this company. Right, right, and it's just like has just been like what an indie wrestler that like yeah he hasn't been yeah. in WWE and. Probably I don't even know when he got released. Uh, right. So they they had a really good match too, honestly. Uh, some back and forth stuff. Um, and then the turning point of the match was, um, Sean Spears was outside in the ring, and the ref was distracted by something, and Tolly put like gave him put something slipped something in that glove in that black glove he has, and the commentary came on saying, "Oh man, they loaded the glove." So, um, and then he went back to the ring and he like, Seidel like went for like, like a drop kick, like, like hit a drop kick. And then, uh, Sean Spears got back up and then clocked him with the loaded glove and then hit the Death Valley driver for the win. And they're calling it the C4. That's what they're calling his finisher. Um, yeah. And Sean Spears picks up the win. Yeah, um, look at that. I mean, it, it makes sense because, you know, you want your employees, your actual employees <laughs> to win. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it, I can see big things with Sean Spears. I mean, I I think he's solid in the ring. Um, I think this whole glove thing could tell a bigger story if they, you know, explained more about it. Um, but it seemed like it's helping him win matches. So, I mean... Good for him. Yeah. Um, so it was three matches. It was a quick and easy. Um, each match was solid. So, like, no complaints, honestly. Okay. Okay. So, a thumbs up. Thumbs up, yeah. That's what we like to see. Um, yeah. So, check that out. Also, check out, again, like we said, AW Dark. Go check out that uh, Lee Johnson-Ben Carter match. Yeah. Uh, again, there, there's... Free on YouTube. Yeah, it's every once in a while, Dark provides some pretty good matches. Yeah, the week before that, we got Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very good stuff there as well. Absolutely. Um, All right, so actual Wednesday night Dynamite. Uh, Our big main event scheduled for tonight was supposed to be a big six-man match. It was supposed to be John Moxley, Will Hobbs, and Darby Allin taking on Lance Archer, um, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage. Uh, it came out today, uh, Lance Archer posted on Twitter that he had come in contact with somebody who tested positive with COVID, and I believe he ended up testing positive for COVID as well, right? Uh, um, yes, Lance Archer has, yep. Yeah. But he says that he's feeling okay, and he's just, yeah, obviously quarantining Yeah. at, at this at this. Um, but he did say expect to see him in two weeks, so as long as he tests negative again, then I guess we will be getting Moxley versus... Uh, uh, spoiler, we'll be getting uh, Moxley versus Archer at the uh, anniversary show. Um, yeah, um, if every, yeah, if everything goes to plan. Yes, uh, but this match was changed to Moxley versus Eddie Kingston for the World Championship after weeks of Eddie Kingston claiming that he was never eliminated from the Battle Royal. Uh, yeah, and honestly, like, wow, way, way to, like, bounce, like, way to just, like, make something, like, not make something up on the spot, but, like, way to, like, you know, turn your sto- your attention to like another story that was already being told yeah this was a great pivot i think that they they mm-hmm, had yeah. this ready uh so good on them and uh i think that this was probably the biggest match they could do because they could have done like any comp they could have done like moxley and hobbs or moxley and darby versus cage and starks but mm-hmm. I, that wouldn't have been as big obviously yes yeah. the story is moxley and archer um, right absolutely so i i was a fan of that uh that change Absolutely. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to that. So uh, we kicked off the show. Uh, they did have a little, like, screen tribute thing for Red Warrior Animal, who passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that would all, we could have mentioned that in wrestling news, that that is a decently big thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so rest in peace to Red Warrior Animal. Rest Again, in that's, peace, yes. That's, that's before our time, but, you know, uh, a death is a death. So thoughts and prayers to his family. Um, our first match of the night was Kip Sabian uh, with Penelope Ford and Miro. 
making his in-ring debut versus Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. This uh, I was expecting this to be a very fun match. It ended up being very sloppy. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, it was it was fine. Yeah, um, it was just like there were good spots, but like uh, Miro looked like he got injured at one point. It seemed like he's not. Yeah, he, he like went down for a weird landing on his foot. Started limping, but then he was like fully moving like perfectly fine again. So I'm assuming either it was just like uh, he twisted his ankle, maybe a, mm-hmm. like a sprain or something, but it wasn't like he broke his foot or anything. So like, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, this, this it wasn't the best. It, it was fine, but um, I, there's I really also want to see more of. I really want to see more of him, though. Yes, Miro looked good for this entire match. Um, yeah, so that is good to see. He had a big entrance with pyro and everything. Commentary mm-hmm. put him over as how strong he is, his sports background. Um, which was all really good. Uh, yeah. There was one really scary spot here on the outside when Miro like tossed Joey Janela over the barricade. Oh my to, god! Yeah. Um. Or he to- wait no. He tossed somebody. He tossed Kip. Kip. He tossed he, Kip he was, he over was to, to he was Joey. Trying yeah. to talk, yeah, but then Joey like moved Joey out of the way. Yeah. yeah, and it looked like Kip landed on his head on the concrete. He could have landed yeah. on his shoulder. I don't know. Like you know. There's a barricade there, so we didn't get to see, but it looked like a very rough landing for Kip. Thankfully, he was still, again, walking around, was still wrestling afterwards, so I'm mm-hmm. assuming he's probably okay. Uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I would hope so. It was a scary moment. Uh, I do want to say shout-out to Sunny Kiss. Uh, Miro did hit a Machka kick, setting up for the finish, and I thought Sunny Kiss had one of the best sells for the Machka oh, kick ever. I know. That was beautiful. Um, Absolutely. So our finish was, again, Machka kick to Sunny Kiss. Doesn't have an actual name, but it is the Machka kick, and then uh, he puts the uh, Miro puts the accolade on, which is now mm-hmm. referred to as the game over on Sunny Kiss and wins. Oh, interesting! Is that what is that what it's called? Yeah, he shouted, he shouted game over, and then oh, Jr. was calling JR it said the accolade. But yeah, then well, well, was Camel Clutch, and then he said accolade. well, he originally said Cobra, then he switched or it to Cobra, Camel. Sorry. Oh, oh, he said wait, he said <laughs> Cobra, then Cobra. he said Camel, <laughs> then he said accolade. <laughs> And then uh, Excalibur <laughs> said he's calling it the game over. So we had several names for this move, one yeah, of JR, which is the wrong move. JR was, like, decent tonight, but Honestly, he had his moments. Jim Ross was very positive throughout the night. He wasn't sitting there burying the show or anything. And he, for the he, most part, he didn't have any super boomer moments. He he had a moment with uh, Ivelisse and uh, Diamante. Yes, when they came out the, for their entrance. The cooking thing. Yes, but <laughs> compared to what he said in the past about the yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's nothing. Uh, um, that, that could be a good nomination, though. Yeah, absolutely. We might shoot have, it over that might, to that, Ryan. That might be our nomination <laughs> so. uh, for Boomer of the Week. Uh, anyway, so Kip and Mira win, and uh, they leave. And as they're leaving, Eddie Kingston just storms out of the uh, tunnel into the ring, gets on the mic. He says he wants the hard camera to stay on him. Um, and then he starts talking about how him and Moxley used to know each other. And then uh, Moxley sold his soul to the devil and became a sports entertainer while uh, while – Eddie stayed on the Indies and basically was just like a fighter. And then he uh, he just started calling Moxley out. He said he wants the sports entertainer to come out, uh, which is pretty good, not going to lie. Um, yeah, that was good. And uh, so he wants to, you know, see Moxley face-to-face before the title match. And so Moxley comes out, they go face-to-face, and we go to commercial break. Uh, yeah, I thought this was there's... a nice way to, like, sell the match really quick. Oh, absolutely. And, like, I, and look, there's not a lot of dudes in the business that get on a microphone and I – stop what I'm doing and like put my full attention to uh, Eddie Kingston is definitely one of those people. Yeah. I think um, uh, there's, there's a few really of them, good. There's a few of them in AEW because it's like Kingston. Yeah. I would say uh, Brody. I put, Brody. I would put uh, Moxley. I put, put Cody too. Moxley, Cody and MJF. I would all put there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as, as great as the wrestlers are and Ricky Starks is also getting up there. Oh um, yeah. 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 So as great as the wrestlers are in AEW, they also have some like extremely good talkers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, oh, and you know, Chris Jericho, obviously as well. I don't know how we forgot about him. Oh, I also want to point out Ricky Starks in commentary is gold. Um, he's been on commentary for, uh, I think dark. Yes. He was on commentary for yes. dark last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also Veda Scott is still on commentary for dark. So I'm, I'm still great. praying, yeah, great. I'm still praying that we get the Veda Scott is all elite post because that woman deserves the goddamn contract. Yeah. She's been working a lot of shows. So she's like, so they good. Might as well, they, they might as well at this point. Absolutely. Um, all right, up next, uh, Kenny Omega comes out to commentary desk, and this is heading into our uh, our big singles match for ha- uh, Adam Page. This is Once a, again, uh, yeah. he joins him. Uh, and uh, it's Adam Page versus Evil Uno, and as uh, Page is making his entrance, or as Uno is making his entrance, um, commentary notes that this match was offered to Kenny Omega to be a tag match with Adam Page, uh, nice. similar to last week with uh, Frankie Kazarian. 
but uh, Kenny denied it, and so it's a singles match. So that's the story they're telling, that Kenny keeps getting offered the tag matches, and he says no. Um, but it's it's an interesting concept. Uh, it is. Um, see, my thought process with him, he, he keeps on coming out during his matches, and if they really want to go with the whole heel t- hurt, he like the heel turn thing, like one of these weeks, he can just, you know, lay him out or something. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's just one a of little these weeks. weird that he's like, <laughs> maybe one of these weeks, the match is going to be like, Paige is going to come out. He's not going to know who his opponent is. It's going to be Omega. Oh my God. Um, that would be something. Because later on, they did ask, uh, I think Jim Ross asked him on mm-hmm. commentary. He asked, when can we expect you to get back in the ring? And he said, I'm waiting for the right time and place. I'm waiting for it to be the most yep. beneficial to my ranking. So. Uh, that would suggest he has to beat somebody who is having a, a big a uh, big run. So theoretically, he could let Paige go on a big singles run right now. And oh, that's smart. Beat Paige. Yes. Um, that's what I just said. Yes, uh, Adam Page did pick up the win here. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, shot. I don't think anybody yeah. expected Evil Uno. Uh, yeah, this wasn't as good as... Uh, no. But it's, it was real solid. Yeah, Evil Uno doesn't get enough credit. Evil Uno's great. Oh, yeah, he's um, a solid in ring worker. Again, and, uh, Frankie Kazarian and Paige tore the house down last week. This was still really good. It just wasn't as great. Um, but, uh, yeah, Paige won with the Buckshot Lariat and mm-hmm. got the pin, and that was it. Yeah, I also want to point out here that um, the Dark Order at one point during the match came out, and uh, Evil Uno, like, shooed them away. <sighs> yeah, uh, also worth noting, uh, we saw the Dark Order twice tonight, and two people were mysteriously missing. It was... Alex Reynolds and Stu Grayson were not there. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but, you know, that, it is. Yeah, uh, that's what you're right. It's because John Silver came out with Brody during yeah. this match. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is, you know, a bit weird that you would have all of the Dark Order on this show and Stu Grayson and Alex Reynolds would just randomly not be there. Yeah, so that is a little strange. I don't want to assume anything about positive COVID tests, but it is, yeah. it is a possibility. So. Uh, if yeah. that's the case, you know, hopefully speedy recovery. And if it's not, hopefully they're just doing okay. Yeah. And if, uh, it, yeah, if it is the case, it's a good thing they're not there. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Because we don't want an outbreak and, you know, they yes. need to take care of themselves and all that stuff. Agreed. Um, all right. After this, we went backstage for uh, Tony Schiavone. Got to talk to the Young Bucks or, well, not the Young Bucks. He got to talk to one of the Young Bucks. And it's, so it's Matt Jackson. And uh, he comes to the door. And Tony just starts kind of asking him questions, uh, and Matt f- apologizes for kicking Alex What's-His-Face. Uh, he apologizes for them attacking Mike Poser, uh, who is the, the referee, Mike Posey, uh, <laughs> that they super kicked last week, yeah. or like as the show started. Um, and the, he did say that, you know, they, they haven't been feeling themselves. They have lost, uh, some relationships with some of their closest friends who they assumed they would be friends forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Tony asked them about FTR and, uh, he asked them like two questions. I don't remember what the specific questions were, but Tony asked him, uh, two questions about FTR and Mac just got more and more upset. And he just like, gra- he asked Tony for his phone. And Tony's like, why do you want my phone? And he takes his phone out and Matt just like slams it against the wall a couple times until it like the screen's cracked. Uh, Yikes. And then he hands it back to Tony. Well, before they show it to the camera, then hands it back to Tony. And then Matt just pulls out his wad of money uh, and just gives it to Tony and says, it's time for an upgrade. And uh, so this is the new gimmick for the Young Bucks is they're, they're very mean people. They're bullies and they give people money. Yeah, um, at least he didn't get super kicked. That is true. I was very worried that he was going to. But, uh, yeah, Tony I mean, but, but now he has to get a new phone. But... To be fair, he did give him new phone, significantly cause... more money than he would need for a phone upgrade. <laughs> that is a good point. He gave <laughs> them... I don't know why. He... And like, if they were to get fined for that, like you don't, he... the money doesn't go to Tony. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that was very weird. Like that, that's a very weird flex, honestly, to break someone's phone and then just hand them the money. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, but that is, and if we're going with how much money they've been paying each time, this could theoretically be $5,000. He gave Tony for smashing his phone. <laughs> yeah. So, so Tony might've just gotten, honestly, I wouldn't be that upset. You might've lost your phone, but you get $5,000. Yeah. And the bucks are really, you know, putting some money out every week. Yeah. Like, must be uh, nice. Oh, and Tony did have a very good line as this was going to commercial break. He did uh, 
he did say, uh, well, maybe they can add another chapter to their book. Uh, so I, uh, I did giggle. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, that's funny. After this, we had our first of two title matches. We had Mr. Brody Lee defending uh, his TNT championship against Orange Cassidy in a big mm-hmm. singles match here. Um, uh, as the, before the match starts, uh, or well, worth noting again, dark order is here. Uh, but again, still no Reynolds or, uh, Grayson, um, right. evil Uno's here and he's selling his head injury. He's just like grabbing his head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anna Jay gets up onto the aprons uh, and, uh, orange Cassie puts the sunglasses on her. She freaks out. Brody grabs him and throws him. <laughs> Uh, John Silver like starts stomping on Orange Cassidy's jacket uh, on the outside like a little kid, and then Orange Cassidy just puts his T-shirt on him. Um, very good stuff. John Silver never change. Oh, he's yeah, he's gold. Um, but uh, so yeah, so this was an interesting match that I didn't really know what to expect from uh, because again, Brody shouldn't really be losing right now, and. Orange Cassidy's kind of on a very hot streak, so mm-hmm. yeah. I was interested to see what they were going to do here, and I actually really enjoyed this. This was a very good match. Yeah, they both have you know very very different styles as wrestlers, um, but they clicked pretty well. They had pretty decent chemistry in the ring with each other. Um, I I thought it was solid as well. Yeah, um, Orange Cassidy uh, started. This was only I guess this is like the second match that Orange Cassidy's had in front of fans. So in like the COVID era, obviously he had the match with Pac earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but his yeah, previous one was at all out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he had like a a decent run of like um, some offense um, at, at one spot where it was like a burst of burst yeah. of energy. Uh, obviously, um, he played the underdog so nice. throughout the match, but yeah, oh yeah, but, yeah, and he plays it well. Yeah, oh absolutely. Um, but he did have random sprints throughout here with like the orange punch and um, mm-hmm. he had, he was going for his like DDT, but converted it into. The, uh, the Stun Dog Millionaire, which was a really good one. Um, one of the really good spots <laughs> Is that here... what it's called? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Um, one of the other good spots here was Orange Cassidy went for a suicide dive onto mm-hmm. Dark Order. And they caught him and held him there and basically just sacrificed themselves as Brody Lee just went full steam yes. ahead for his suicide dive. It took <laughs> all of them out. Uh, and then, like, over, if you look, like, past Brody, you can see John Silver just, like, smiling, clapping, but, like, selling the pain from getting the suicide dive. Mm-hmm. Brilliant stuff. John Silver is a goddamn treasure. Oh, yeah. He's um, real good at what he does. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, uh, Brody obviously did get the win here. But I do want to say, if it wasn't for – I'm interested to see how this plays out on BTE because – the only reason Brody Lee is still champion is because of John Silver. John Silver runs into the ring and, uh, whatchamacallit, um, gets a, he, he eats an orange punch from Orange Cassidy. Yes. And that's enough to give Brody time to recover and hit the discus. Yep. Or yep. he hits a power bomb. That is true. So, John, yeah, John Silver was a huge playmaker. Yeah. John Silver decider. literally saved Brody for the TNT Championship. So, I'm interested yeah. to see if this plays out. I would assume Brody's just going to ignore it. Um, so, yeah, sadly. But <laughs> he'll, he'll get his time <laughs> one day. Um, and as Brody's celebrating, the lights go out. Yeah, this and... part, I was a little confused about this part. I was like, wait, what's going on? So, <laughs> as the match was going on, I, uh, I said to Ryan, because me and Ryan were watching together, um, mm-hmm. I said, I think Cody's coming back tonight. He's like, why? I was like, look at the stage. You looked at the stage. They had this. They had double stairs. Like, they had the stairs for, and they had, like, the wall set up for when Cody has his, like, elevator entrance. Oh. Um, and it was, like, okay. that hasn't been there regularly. So, you see the stairs. I saw the second stairs um, during this when they went to the outside, and I was like, looks a little bit funky. So yeah. I figured Cody was coming, but then as like they did like the big uh prelude for him where it's like the I don't even know what to call it's before his entrance music hits. It's like I don't know what to call it. It's the intro to his his actual entrance. Yeah. Um and I was sitting there and I was like, what if it's not Cody? What if it's Alex Reynolds and Stu Grayson coming out to like fake be <laughs> Cody and Arn Anderson? Because I was like, oh, these two are gone. Maybe this is what they're doing with them. Uh, but so no. I didn't even think of that. To yeah, be honest. but but no, Cody comes out. Cody looks totally different. He has black blonde hair. Blonde hair now. is gone. Yet the blonde yes. is gone. He's all he has black hair and he's in an all black suit. Uh, yeah, very reminiscent. Very look. Very reminiscent of Peter Parker from Spider Man Three. 
<laughs> yes. So, yes. Uh, if we don't Take get that as you want, <laughs> if we don't want, if we don't get Cody Rhodes dancing to jazz next week, uh, <laughs> then I'm going to be very upset. He can get uh, some tap dancing lessons uh, from Alex Reynolds. Uh, yeah, that is true. That is true because he used his chili money for that. So that is true. Um, Cody takes it to the dark order. Uh, he he him he hits who's he after? He goes after Silver five and ten. Oh yeah, Brody Lee he bounced. Yeah, Brody Evil and Anna J all got out of there ASAP. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and yeah, Colt. Bounced. I think Colt was out there too. Um, and he ends up just he hits a Cody cutter on five and then puts him in the figure yeah, four. Figure four and just literally destroys him. Yeah, and then then we got the promo of the year. Uh, Brody Lee. Truly, Brody Lee is backstage with uh, Dasha, or Dasha's there, and Anna Jay comes in, mm. and then Brody comes in, and uh, <laughs> this was great stuff. Um, he he questions what kind of man Cody is, uh, and his whole relationship with his wife. Why is his <laughs> wife posting thirst trap pictures in bikinis while calling him daddy, as in calling. <laughs> Uh, Brody Lee, uh, so uh, great stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was pretty funny. This is, it seems so weird coming out of Brody Lee's mouth, but it was but... great delivery here. Very, very energized. Very, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he also calls Cody Rhodes a coward, and then he randomly—I don't know where he got this from—he just randomly pulls out a dog collar, and, and he says he's going to wrap it around Cody's neck, and he's going to—he's—and especially. That tattoo, uh, he does reference Cody's awful neck tattoo. Yeah, he hates it. And he gives Cody one week to answer his challenge. So it looks like we are heading towards a dog collar match between these two. Uh, it seems, yeah, that's what it seems like it is. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, I'm not a huge fan I of am that. I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I'm a huge fan of Brody and Cody. I am and the well. story that they're telling. I'm just not a huge fan of that but with that being said i think they can maybe make it work because the story is i'm i'm very invested in the story and i feel like we can forget about the dog collar <laughs> um but yeah i'm not the biggest fan of the dog collar thing yeah i'm i'm not the biggest fan of like strap or dog collar yeah i'm not the, yeah i'm not a biggest fans of like the out of the world gimmick matches you know what i mean i like, I like get some gimmick matches but like some are just goofy, like yes. like that. Uh, so we'll see how this plays out. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not too excited for the stipulation, but who knows? Maybe they'll make it work. Um, and again, very good promo, very good return for Cody, and very good promo from Brody. So, and also very good match from Brody and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, absolutely, um, I agree. After this, Matt Hardy and Private Party come out. Um, it's Matt's birthday. Uh, so he said, you know, people were chanting, thank you, Hardy. Um, and so didn't even know it was his birthday. To be honest. I also didn't know it was his birthday, uh, <laughs> but he said that they made his birthday. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And he starts talking about the attack that was on him last week that we saw. He says he doesn't know who he did it, but he does know that the person who did was wearing a mask um, and that they either hit him with like a steel pipe or a bat. Yeah. Uh, See, at this point, I thought it wasn't going to be Jericho. I still don't think it is. Yeah, yeah, like it would yeah, exactly. Yeah, at this point I don't really know. Like this is just I don't know so who weird. so I think the two people I don't think it's anybody in the inner circle. I think they're ruled out. I agree. I feel like that would be too obvious and I don't think AEW is going to go for the too obvious route. Of course we could be wrong. Uh mm-hmm. I just feel like it wouldn't be that satisfying. Yeah, um, and Matt does mention the people he talked to last week uh, beforehand, and he said it was MJF, uh, Brody Lee, and then he also mentioned that he everybody knows how much he hates the inner circle, but that's it. And he says that mm-hmm. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager are his prime suspects, and yep. uh, so they come out. All of the inner circle comes out without Sammy Guevara, uh, and the, Chris runs down Matt, saying that he basically killed Sammy, and they don't know when he's going to be back. Waits a moment and says, wait, I know when he's coming back. He's right here. And then Sammy Guevara runs out and they celebrate real quickly. Um, So what we're getting here is uh, Chris is basically talking about how 
if he was going to attack Matt, he would do it face to face with the bat. So Matt could see the happiness in his eyes as he does it. Um, and again, I feel like that's fair. I feel like Chris Jericho isn't really like he's a heel, but I don't know if he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to lie about this. And I feel like, again, it would be pretty anticlimactic to be Chris Jericho. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I feel like you would let it be known if you were to attack. Yeah, Hardy. exactly. I don't know what he would gain from not being open about it. Yeah, um, some, some weird stuff. Uh, Matt says he isn't cleared yet, but he will fight all of the inner circle right now. Mark Quinn takes the mic away and says, Matt, you need to wait until you're healed, but I'm cleared and I'll fight you right now. And then he starts going off on Jericho saying, I laid you out last week. And then Isaiah Casty stops Mark Quinn and gets on the mic and has a bone to pick with Chris Jericho uh, for attacking him after the match with the uh, all's Jericho, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and basically challenges Chris Jericho to a match next week. So it's going to be Isaiah uh, Cassidy yeah. versus Chris Jericho. Uh, he killed it here. That was a very great – it was a very good <sighs> promo, I thought. Um, good intensity. Um, and I, I'm i actually for this um, if he wins. Uh, I don't think I, he's going to because – I feel like it would be a good move to do, you know, so you can create some more stars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I because just... Private Party is so – underrated i feel like yes i just don't know i don't know what the end game is for this because I, I don't know where this story is going yeah or and now let me let me let me hear me out here okay hear me out i find it a little funny and a little weird that the private party like stepped up real quick like kind of like just shooed matt away and like Put focus on Chris Jericho, like like he's the one that did it. What if it was the private party that did it? Uh, yeah, I believe I said that it could be them last week, but said it didn't really make sense. And for they're their trying to really convince. That is true. That is true. And they're just trying to really convince Hardy that it was Jericho. The only issue with this, again, it's entirely possible because mm. stories like this have played out in wrestling before. Yeah, of course. The only issue with that is if private party gets turned heel. You're really just your entire tag division is pretty much heels at this point. Like you have that Jurassic Express's baby faces, uh, SCU, best friends, best friends. Yeah, I think, I, I think that, that's it. Because Paige and Omega yeah. aren't a team anymore. Well, uh, oh, Sonny and Joey, yeah, technically, and Joey, yeah, technically. Um, but then pretty much the rest of the division is all heels, as far as I know, because Lucha yeah, Brothers, so... Butcher and the Blade, Santana and Ortiz, FTR, Miro and Rusev. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miro and Rusev, yep. <laughs> Miro and Kip, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> we got a new one. Baby. Yeah, we got a new one. Miro and Kip, um, uh, Jericho and Hager. Yeah, um, sadly. <laughs> but I mean, Sammy's back, so maybe Jericho and Sammy can start tagging again. Um, they are the more entertaining yeah. tag team. I don't know though, because the when Jericho came out, the little tagline above his name said three and O as. A as a, a tag yeah. team with Jake Hager, or whatever. sadly. Um, to be uh, fair, I am so. fine with Sammy Guevara in singles competition. The dude's great. Yeah, um, it's probably better for him, honestly. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. I really don't know. Uh, if I was going to make a prediction for who it is, uh, Virgil, Virgil attack Matt Hardy. Soul Train Jones <laughs> oh, yeah. is coming back that's to great, AW. That's a great story. Because I can't uh, imagine yeah. it would be anybody like an unsigned talent. I don't know who yeah. it would be. Yeah, I don't know. So. Um, I just feel like, sadly, it's just going to be maybe a Jericho and Hardy feud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is okay, because at least, like, either of them could just lose, because it's just two older guys, and you don't have to worry about who puts who That over. is true. You don't have to worry about uh, one of you them know? going over younger talent. <laughs> right, exactly. And if Jericho <laughs> goes over Isaiah Cassidy next week, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, because... Jericho. It doesn't hurt him. It no. doesn't hurt him. As long as it's not like a super quick match. And as long as it's not a super quick match where Jericho just buries the guy. Right. Because um, right, again, right, also right. Isaiah Cassidy is 23. So mm-hmm. he has quite a quite a long career. Yeah, yeah. And so just getting in the ring with Jericho for a big match and taking him to the limit is oh, yeah, obviously a big deal. Big for him. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, after this, we had a promo from FTR and Tully Blanchard in the ring. Um, basically presenting this new idea of the 20 minutes of greatness uh, because Tully mentions how normally uh, world title matches have 60 minute time limits. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he's having it changed to 20 minutes for the tag titles. Uh, and FTR is going to get to pick their opponents. And next week, they're going to be defending the titles against SCU. Um, and what was it? And so there's also a stipulation where so it's a 20 minute time limit. But if SCU doesn't win, then it doesn't go to a draw. FTR gets the win. They, it counts towards a win for their record. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. the stipulation they're doing for this 20 minutes of greatness Very thing. Interesting. Um, and then they mention after SCU, who's next? They mention best friends, Young Bucks. And as they're saying that, uh, the best friends come out. Um, and Trent comes out and he mentions on the mic that it wasn't a match that they had last week. It was a war with Santana and Ortiz and parking lot fight, which again, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal match. Um, and beautiful five stars. Yeah. Joey gave it five stars. And again, I would probably put it up there. It was very good. Um, easily one of the best street fights I've ever seen. Uh, agreed. And so, uh, what should I call it? Uh, uh, Trent and Chuck basically say we're here now. You guys are in your red panties. Uh, let's fight now. And yeah, they're ready to go. Yeah, and FTR they looks like they're ready quick. to go. They get a ref out mm-hmm. here, and as they're ready to ring the bell, and bam, heel move. Heel the move. biggest heel move in the history of professional wrestling. Yes. Uh, they not tonight, boys. Yeah, they're not ready. They say <laughs> that best friends aren't one hundred percent, so they should rest up and maybe give Tully a call in a few weeks. Right. So we'll see that down the line, which will be very entertaining. Yes. Um, uh, Chuck Taylor also called them weenies. Yes, he did. Twice. Uh, I hope that's part of his new gimmick. Uh, I love the best friends. Absolutely. 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 I can't wait until they get a tag title run nice. down the line. Uh, up next, we had our women's match. It was Diamante and Ivelisse versus uh, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa teaming up for the first time. This was mm-hmm. another really good women's division match. Oh, yeah. I love this. I was looking forward to this, actually. Yeah. Uh, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa, fantastic. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the next time that these two face off against each other because I would assume that that is what we're building towards again. Um, yeah, they not only showed really good chemistry as uh, opponents, but as uh, teammates as well. Yeah, absolutely. They even had like tag team maneuvers for the first time for them. Tag, yeah. So that was pretty impressive. Uh, and obviously they did. They did win. Uh, so. Yes. <laughs> um, but this is the boomer moment that we were talking about. With, yes. Uh, yes. If you want to, if you want to give it for it. Um, he said something about like they like um, Evil East and Diamante are like as tough as they come. Um, and then what do you say about cooking? He said, he said they're. Um, he said he something said, like they're lovely ladies, but they won't cook you breakfast they in the won't morning. Cook you cook your own damn food. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure. Oh, there Jim Ross going back. Jim to Ross had a very good night for the most part. And this yeah. this was this was his one big slip up. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just seems to just can't help himself. He, I don't know really what the can't. deal is, but he really can't help himself. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's bored with the product or like. I don't even think he's bored. He sounded very entertained tonight. I think he's just going into business. Yeah, for and you know what? It's it's a shame because last week, I I believe he called one of his best matches of all time with the parking lot brawl. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, he seemed really into the match. entire thing. Um. Yeah, and he so really put it over as well. Like he even said it was the best. Yeah. He said it was like the best street fight he's ever seen. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which again, yeah. that says a lot. So. So, JR, we'll get another nomination this week. We'll see what the rest of the week. Uh, I feel like it's going to have to be JR because we don't have any more American wrestling to watch. That is true. So, yeah. Because uh, Ryan Japanese didn't watch Impact. Commentators are in luck that we don't know a lick of Japanese. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see if, I mean, maybe well, Milano we, will do something weird. Yeah. You know, Chris Charlton, uh, you know, does translate sometimes. So, yeah. Maybe we'll find something. That's true. Um, <laughs> But there was something weird the other day I saw on New Japan's Twitter. It was something promoting you sent. It was the Sonata Big Tits thing. Yes, and like something to do with like a diary. or I something. tried to click on it, but I had to sign up for like the New Japan Fan Club to read it. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't know what the, the Big Tits are back. Or yeah, this sounds very weird. But there was there was a tweet from New Japan. <laughs> and it was their official page. It was the official was New Japan really page, weird. and it was something about Sonata and Big Tits are back. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if this is an inside joke or what this is, but I honestly I was really confused there. In case you didn't know, Sonata's big tits are back. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't get over that. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I have no idea. 
Okay. Uh, Chris Jericho is backstage with Dasha. Uh, he says he respects Isaiah Cassidy, blah, blah, blah. And MJF strolls on in, and they mm-hmm. uh, <sighs> these two get into it once again. Um, they, they, they seem to be fine at first, but then they call each other out for calling each other's losers. Uh, but then they mm-hmm. both said they weren't calling each other's losers. MJF was calling the uh, drivers limo driver, yeah, the yeah. driver losers for driving too fast. Uh, and then Jericho Almost says crashing into the other limo. Yes. And then Jericho says he was calling Tony Schiavone a loser. And then they both mm-hmm. do to- very bad Tony Schiavone impressions. <laughs> Wasn't even close. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then they uh they they make up at the end of this and uh that that's that's it. Yeah, they're really building towards something here. I would assume this is one of the full gear matches. Is MJF yeah. versus Jericho. Yeah. So that that probably I think that that takes, would probably make more sense. Yeah, I think that takes Jericho out of contention for the Matt Hardy thing because if he's setting yeah, up a feud with MJF. True. Unless they're trying to like steer us away. I, I have no know. idea. <laughs> I guess we'll find. I don't know when we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I, next week. I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, main event time: Eddie Kingston versus Jonathan Moxley. Um, mm-hmm. So this was a very hard hitting match. I did not know Eddie Kingston dropped this hard. Yeah, uh, well, they well during the like start of the match, I think it was Tony or Excalibur that mentioned that they both have like uh, Japanese background wrestling techniques and stuff. Yeah, um, that was that strong was definitely style put stuff. over. So, so yeah, my God, they chopped the hell out of each other. Uh, yeah, Moxley. So I don't know. got that huge bruise on his back. You saw that? I did. I did. He had a bruise on like the uh, like his upper shoulder. Oh, and um, then Moxley's like chest, like towards just the end, at the end of the match looked absolutely awful. Yeah, like, he looked in legit pain. Uh, Moxley also commentaries kept saying that Moxley has had a stinger. I don't know if there was a spot where like they said it was off of elbow strikes. I don't know if Moxley got like hit loopy or if it was just selling. Yeah, um, I mean it's a possibility, I guess, because you know he had some issues with his shoulder. Yeah, um, but yeah, very very hard hitting match here. I thought this was a very solid main event. As expected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what should we call it? Moxley did not finish him with the paradigm shift or the rear naked choke. He put him in the bulldog, uh, the bulldog lock, which is what he put uh, Brody Lee in uh, in their AEW championship match at Double or Nothing. And yeah, uh, what's his face? Kingston passed out, so he did not yes. pass. No, he did not, and he made that like known on Twitter actually after the show. He said he never gave up. Yeah, and he started so like as they're really going after yeah, this. They're... He like started going after the ref. He said, "This is your fault." Uh, and then the Lucha Bros come down to the ring. They jump Moxley as Kingston's still like recovering from you know uh, passing out. And oh. then Will Hobbs hits the ring. Uh, big spot for Will Hobbs here. Hits a huge, 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 huge uh, four fifty seven twenty Canadian destroyer. Uh, <laughs> That's not what happened. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> he hit a, but he did hit a uh, a spine buster. Yes, it was oh, a very God. good spine buster. His spine busters are very good. Yes. That man, uh, great to see him still insert it in the main event picture. Absolutely. I would assume that um, he'll probably still get uh, to be in a big like match at some point. Because it seems like yeah, they have well, big plans for him. Uh, yeah, because we know next week is Darby Allen and, and Ricky. Ricky Starks. So they could do something with... I, I would assume um, that they might put that on the anniversary show. They might do Hobbs and Cage there. Yeah. Um, so that would be cool. We'll see. Um, um, but it seems like um, Kingston isn't done with Moxley. No, absolutely um, not. Uh, which is which is very smart because you got to give Moxley to do like something to do for these two weeks that maybe even longer uh, you know, with that uh, Lance Archer's gone. So it's a smart thing to do, you know. So he's not just standing around, not doing anything. Yeah. Um. Also, again, so while this is going on, Will Hobbs comes out, then Ricky Starks comes out, and then eventually Darby Allen comes out. Big brawl here, but uh, the heels get the best of everybody, and Eddie Kingston holds like Moxley in his arms. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Lucha Brothers pose over Will Hobbs, and Ricky Starks poses over Darby Allen with Taz in the background, and that's how the show goes off the air. Yeah, Ricky Starks com- has an amazing spear. Yes, oh, Ricky Starks, the spear, that. and Darby Allen sold this thing fantastically. He did like a he full did. 360 yep. flip for this. Yep, and then he hit, also hit him with his finisher. Was the it Rochambeau. Like, uh, Rochambeau, yep. Yes. I like it. Um, 
But yeah, I thought this is a solid ending to the show. Uh, definitely sets up some stuff in the future. I mean, theoretically, they could find Will Hobbs a partner to go up against uh, Lucha mm-hmm. Brothers. Um, yeah. I don't know who you would put with him, but if you give him a tag partner, that could happen. Ricky Starks and Darby Allen is obviously a feud. And Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, like you said, is not over. Even commentary said that this is far from over between these two. Um, yeah, so. and uh, good on Tony Khan for, you know, last-minute changes that had to be done Yeah, uh, with the unfortunate news. And they really they really made the best of it, and they really uh, have, have a story to tell now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Um, we also got a couple announcements for next week's show. Uh, we have Chris Jericho versus Isaiah Cassidy. Britt Baker is in returning to in-ring action. Um, that would be very exciting to see. So it seems like she is hundred, like one hundred percent now. Yeah. Uh, FTR versus SCU. Uh, Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen is next week. And is that for the tag titles, the SCU and? Uh... So the again, the promo that Tully cut made it sound like it was for the tag titles. The official graphic mm-hmm. they put up is does not say it's a title match. Okay. So I'm a bit confused, but. Maybe they'll update it or, yeah. it or something. But we'll that see. is the match. It's next week, so. Uh, and then John Moxley is also set to appear. Um, yes. And then the week after that, they have announced on October 7th, we are getting the Chris Jericho 30th anniversary. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so Jericho is definitely going to have a big celebration. And then on the October 14th edition of Dynamite, we are still set to have Moxley versus Lance Archer for the AEW World Championship. Yes, as of now. <sighs> that could obviously again always change depending on um, Archer's COVID situation, but mm-hmm. that remains to be seen. So I would give this show a nice thumbs up. This was really good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Dynam- up, Dynamite um, very rarely disappoints. Yeah, it, and it just seems like they just keep on getting better and better. Yeah. Like, um, um, obviously, they were in a sticky situation with having to change things last minute. Yeah, but they made the most of it, and uh, that shows, shows a lot for... You know, yeah, a, a they adapted. New company. They adapted, and I thought it was pretty good stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. also on the NXT side, we do have two takeover matches now. Uh, Candice LeRae won the women's battle royal, so her versus Io Shirai is happening for the mm-hmm. NXT Women's Championship, which is uh, very happy about that. They had one of my matches of the year last year, and our NXT men's world title match is Kyle O'Reilly versus Huge Finn Balor. I am also very excited for that. Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, that's, that's real cool. I mean, it's good to see them pushing new people and, you know, giving them a, like a more of a spotlight. And Kyle, didn't Kyle O'Reilly have like a pretty good run in New Japan? Uh, his run was mainly in Ring of Honor, but he did have, a Ring of Honor, he did have stuff he in was New like Japan a singles well. competitor, so yes. uh, it makes sense. So. He did have a couple big singles matches in New Japan against Kushida in the junior division. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And him and Bobby Fish were uh, junior tag champs over there as well. But gotcha. uh, his bigger run was in Ring of Honor. Um, right. So uh, I'm a big fan of this. Kyle O'Reilly is my favorite member of Undisputed Era. So uh, big fan of this. And I'm excited to see him and Finn Balor. So TakeOver has two very good matches on it. Yeah, I'm glad they uh, went this route, to be honest. Absolutely. Uh, and now we just got to wait and see who this uh, mysterious new person is. Oh, God. It's actually Retribution. <laughs> I really don't care to be honest. Uh, oh, retribution! I don't even want to get on. It's T Bar another time. T Bar and Slapjack, baby. Um, if you people want to know uh, why we don't cover Raw, uh, <laughs> go look at check out uh, the retribution uh, <laughs> oh, uh, my God. segment from Monday. Not just one segment, and, all of the segments, and you'll you'll see why. They had multiple segments. Joey. They <laughs> they had their big promo. They had a backstage oh, promo, yeah, and they were in the but, main event. Yeah, yes, they main event. They main evented Raw. Um, yeah. And they got a DQ in their first match. Yep, and then Slapjack called out CM Punk. No, 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 no. It was it was T Bar. It was T Bar. It was T Bar that called out CM Punk. The geekiest thing I've ever seen. Very interesting. And he turned his comments off on Twitter. Yeah, (laughs) probably because people were saying how big a dipshit he looked. So uh yeah. Anyway. I don't know why they. I don't know why they keep on baiting. I don't. You know, see, CM Punk's a huge troll, and I don't know why they keep on falling for the bait. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. The wrestlers are just really just falling for the bait. They're like, not. Nobody. If if CM Punk didn't come out of retirement or for wrestling retirement for a big WrestleMania match or anything of the like, 
he's not gonna come out to fucking face retribution when they get names like T Bar and fucking Slapjack. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so ah, it's a mess. It is. It is a mess. But it's good to be all elite, and it's good to watch New Japan cleans the palate and uh, pleases the soul. It does. Um, it does. So that's going to do it for our AEW Dynamite review tonight. Uh, again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for all of our G1 coverage. We're having reviews for every single night of the tournament. Uh, that's right. So very exciting stuff. Me and Ryan will be back again for tomorrow's show. Uh, You'll have me at, at some point. Yeah, whenever the next non-5.30 a.m. show is, we'll probably get Joey back. Yeah. Um, and eventually, I'm sure, whenever Rob is off, we will get him. Uh, mm-hmm. So... Uh, exciting stuff, obviously. Uh, yeah, uh, you'll definitely have me for the finals. Yes, obviously, I think we and will the it all. block and the block finals. Yeah. Um, so, but that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys. I'll talk to you guys in a couple hours when we do our next podcast for the G One. I will be doing basically three <laughs> po- three podcasts in uh, twenty four hours. Yeah, really. Uh, uh... The, the goddamn workhorse of this goddamn podcast. I, I know. I know. Props to you. Thanks. Um, anyway, uh, yes, we'll talk to you then. Uh, and if you're not watching New Japan, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you guys next week for Dynamite.